Good morning. My name is Tamara Brown, and I have the privilege of serving here at Middletown as the associate minister. And our senior minister today is in Boston. He is running the Boston Marathon tomorrow. So, yes. We are very proud of him, and we hope that you will follow him and on his race. He's going to begin a little bit after 10 o'clock, but say a prayer for him. He's had some struggles with his health this past week, but he is there, and he is ready to accomplish his goal. And he will tell you firsthand that God's taught him so much through this process. So keep him close in your thoughts and your prayers. Today, I'm excited to continue the series Return to Love. And today, our challenge is to return to love from indifference, to return to loving God with all of our heart and our soul and our mind, our body, our strength, and to return to loving our neighbor as ourselves. Especially we are challenged when we come to that spot in life where we might say, I don't care anymore. And most of us, if we're honest, we've been there. So let's look at God's word first this morning, John chapter 21. We see a beautiful picture here, a beautiful intimate exchange between Jesus and Peter. And this is before Peter launches into this incredible ministry that we see in the book of Acts. And so let's just take a moment and think about what it might mean for us if we put ourselves in Peter's shoes. Verse 15, chapter 21, it will be on the screen as well. I'm actually reading out of the NIV this morning, and on the screen is the NRSV. When they had finished eating, I like to call this breakfast club, when they had finished eating together, Jesus said to Simon Peter, I imagine that Jesus walks up to Simon Peter and puts his hands on his shoulders, looks him straight in the eye, Gentle, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? Do you truly agape me? Do you truly love me with a divine love? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one that repeats myself. I love when Jesus says things two or three times and asks the same question two or three times. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Church, when we truly follow Jesus, he often leads us where we don't want to go. 
we get uncomfortable, will lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Isn't that our prayer that when the time comes for us, our death will glorify God? Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Sometimes we're more concerned about the other person than ourselves. What about him? Jesus answered, if, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the brothers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. And I love verse 25. Jesus did many other things as well. Grace upon grace, mercy upon mercy, forgiveness upon forgiveness. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. This is the word of God for the people of God and all of God's people did say, amen. If you have ever struggled with indifference, a lack of interest, having a lack of concern in your life, maybe for someone or a, a lack of interest in doing your job really well that God's gifted you with. If you've ever had this lack of emotion, you're like, whatever, I don't care. Then you know the struggle is real to come out of that. Because once you get there, it's sometimes hard to climb out of that, to see the other side because you are self-consumed when you're there you might also be at a place of indifference because of burnout maybe someone has done something to you and you can't forgive yourself or them and you just find that you just don't care we see this creep into our lives and to our homes we see it creep into our jobs. And the calling that God has on our life is to come out of this and to return, if we're ever there, to return to loving Jesus, to return to loving one another. It is, it is basic. We see it from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It is a commandment that we are given to return to love and many of you identify with Peter I suspect at one time you have said Christ you are the Messiah I want to follow you and then and other times you've gone your own direction or maybe like Peter you've denied Christ sometimes you might be bold in your faith other times you might find that you're just a little timid I'm not for sure I'm gonna really make what I believe to be true of God known here. Is anybody with me? You have this up and down roller coaster, this struggle 
in your Christian journey. And today, someone in here needs to hear that God is not finished with you yet. Someone in this room needs to hear that you belong here in this church, in the kingdom of God, because God has purpose for you. He is calling you out today from a state of, I just don't know that I care anymore. There are many takeaways from this passage. I've read this passage several times, and as I studied it this week, I was, God, just give me what you want me to say. Open my eyes to something new. And so I want us to notice four things today. And the first is I want us to focus on this question that Jesus asked of Peter. The central nature, the personal nature of this question, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? You see, love for Jesus is central to the Christian life. It's not, I love serving or I love singing. What really matters is our love for Jesus. And out of that flows worship. Out of our love for Jesus flows service. Out of our love for Jesus, we are empowered to expand God's kingdom for his purposes. So here, Jesus doesn't say to Peter, Peter, do these guys over here that you're with, do they love me? Oh, remember when I turned the water into wine at that wedding? You think those folks still love me? Remember Lazarus? I raised Lazarus from the dead. Peter, do you, do you think Lazarus loves me? Oh, remember the man born blind? I healed him. Peter, do you think he loves me? No, this is a personal, intimate exchange where Jesus says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? He doesn't ask if Peter loves the Pope, if Peter loves Mother Teresa. He says, Peter, do you love me? Can you sense how intimate this conversation is? And there are times in our lives where we have to come to a point where Peter is, where Peter's probably given up hope. He's denied Christ. He's wondering if Christ really even believes in him. But Christ comes to him and recommissions him. And maybe today you're sitting there and you need to hear this recommissioning from God that he is ready to use you and send you out into the world. He is ready to have that conversation with you once again, Peter, do you love me? And this love that Jesus is talking about is an unconditional divine love. It's a dangerous love. Do you love me so much, Peter, that do you really understand what I'm about to call you to do? And sometimes Jesus asks us that, and we don't know the rest of the story, do we? We don't know what's going to really happen a week from now, a month from now. And Jesus is asking us right now, do you love me? And if you love me with this dangerous love, be careful, because I'm going to call you to places you might not want to go. I'm going to call you to love people you might not want to love. I'm going to call you to get uncomfortable, Peter. So you ready for it? Do you love me? Second, I want you to notice the instruction, the active nature of the instruction here. 
feed my sheep, tend to my sheep, feed my lambs, follow me, follow me. Once again, I love that Jesus repeats himself. He's making himself really clear here, isn't he? This is a commandment giving, I believe, given to all of us. If, if you want to read a good book, you need to read Love Does by Bob Goff, one of my heroes. And that's essentially what takes place here. If you love, love does. Love has action. And here, this is a very active response. Feed, teach, care for one another. Be in community with one another. Tend, don't you love that word? Tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. Follow me. And when I think of feeding, I think of teaching. I think of caring. This is what we're called to do for one another. Today, if you're not in a small group, I want to encourage you to be in one. Allow other people to speak into your life, to care for you. Tend your flock wherever that might be, whatever group you're in, wherever you're at. But feed, be active in feeding. Beautiful picture. These are my kids. Most of you know them, Elliot and Max. This is when they were little, and they have grown up quite a bit. And there is part of feeding that I do. I have to feed them physically, right? Actually, my middle schooler eats about as much as my high schooler now. But I feed them physically. But the calling for me, too, is to feed them spiritually. To tend my flock. I found this quote uh, this week, and I shared it on Facebook, and I want to share it again today. So let us abide in this blessed service for Christ the feeding of sheep, that it might be the delight of love, the very ocean in which love shall swim, the sunlight in which it shall bask, the recreation of a loving soul, whether you're a teenager, a young adult, whether you're, um, you consider yourself a senior citizen, growing older, the recreation of a loving soul is work for Jesus Christ. And amongst the highest forms, this is, this is me speaking too, I agree with him, is the recreation of feeding of young Christians, endeavoring to build them up in the knowledge and understanding that they may become strong in the Lord. Aren't you glad you belong to a church that cares about feeding the lambs, about feeding the young ones from our TLC program all the way to what we are supporting in Honduras with the bilingual school and the children's center. Aren't you glad that we are raising a generation that can know the Lord, that can know the strength that comes from the Lord? Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. And that is different for all of us. So today, your purpose of feeding sheep looks very different from mine, but it requires that you have that one-on-one -on -one conversation. Let Jesus put his hands on your shoulders. So do you truly love me? Well, what this means for you is to feed my sheep. Begin asking God today what that means for you, because especially if you're at a place of, I don't care, I don't really know where I'm going in my Christian walk, I'm just, I'm just going through the motions. Ask God to give you that desire. It begins with desire. Desire for God, desire for people. Ask God for that desire. Feed my sheep. As I was reading this week, there was something else that came from this, this phrase, feed my sheep. Whose sheep are they? 
They belong to Jesus, right? Feed my sheep. When you, when you feed the sheep through the TLC program here at this church, whose sheep are you feeding? You're feeding God's sheep. When you support the work around the world through hand in hand with what's going on in Belize and Nicaragua and the AIDS ministry there, whose sheep are you feeding? You're feeding God's sheep, not your sheep, God's sheep. When you're feeding kids across the world, when we're literally feeding and packaging 25,000 meals, whose sheep are we feeding? We're feeding God's sheep. The recreation of a loving soul is work for Jesus Christ. Do we consider that recreation? We should. That is the recreation of a loving soul. Feed my sheep. Challenge all of you today as young, old, think about who is around you. Who can you care for? Who can you feed? The third thing I love about the story, the takeaway, is this is a story of restoration. It is a story of redemption. It is a story of renewal. I've been there. God, I really messed up. Not for sure you can really use me like you have before. I imagine Peter was thinking that. Yeah, I denied Christ like right before he goes to see Caiaphas and Pilate. I just ran. I denied him. And is he really going to use me? And Jesus comes back to Peter, this beautiful story of reinstating Peter to his calling. Don't you need that sometimes? Forget your purpose, you get off track, you get sidetracked by the things of the world, and you just need to be reminded of your calling as a Christ follower. And the times that I have felt in my life this indifference of I don't care, I felt it as a teenager, I felt it in college, a young adult, and is, is what I'm doing really matters? Most often I have felt that indifference when I, when I have been ineffective or unproductive. I, I like results. I do. I like to see results of what I'm doing because it makes me feel good, right? It makes me feel good about what God's doing if I can see the results of my work. But it's not about me. It's about God. And so this story is about what Peter's going to do for who? for the glory of God. And the work that you and I do is not about us. It's always to point people to someone greater, and that greater person is Jesus Christ. And so when I struggle with indifference, I want to read to you a passage from 2 Peter that's just amazing. I go to this passage quite often. And if, if you just want to jot it down, it's 2 Peter 1, 3 through 11. I'm not going to read all of the verses. But when I say, God, I just, I don't know if I can do it anymore. I'm just almost at the point where I don't care. I don't know if I care about feeding the hungry. I don't know if I care about visiting the refugee. I, I read in 2 Peter 1.3, His, God's, divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Isn't that a beautiful picture? If you get to a point where you say, God, is what I'm doing really making a difference? Do I really do want to do better at my job, but nobody really cares, I don't think, if I do a great job from 9 to 5. But Jesus gives us these words. His divine power has given us everything we need for life. 
And so it says, for this very reason, make every effort, we have this divine calling, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness and kindness and what? Love. Love binds all things together. It holds us all together. Love does. So when I get stuck in a rut, feeling indifferent, I have to say, okay, I've got to take some action here, right? I've got to add to my faith goodness, self-control, kindness, perseverance, knowledge. I know I have a responsibility in this, right? Jesus is longing to restore Peter. This is just the beginning. Peter has the responsibility to do what? To follow him, to continue on the path. So that's the good news of the gospel today is that you can be renewed. You can be restored. You can be forgiven. You can be given a new start no matter where you are today, no matter how you're feeling, whether it is despair, failure, or indifference. The love of Jesus is here, and Jesus is asking you, do you love me? And last... What I glean from this passage is how I began it, is God is not finished with you yet. Don't, if I ever hear you say, I've already done my part, you know I'm going to shake my head and say, no, there's more for you to do around here. You guys know me well enough. God is not finished with you yet. He has purpose for you. You belong to him. You are his sheep, and he is the good shepherd who cares for you and loves you. You see, it's not a church if we do it for us. It's a club. We follow Jesus because it's all about him. It's all for his glory. Everything we do is about the expansion of God's love, the expansion of his kingdom. So my challenge to you today is, is if you're feeling indifferent, just pray a prayer and ask God to give you a desire for him. Not a desire to serve, not a desire to sing. Just, just start by saying, God, give me a desire for you and who you are. Jesus, I want, I want to love you. And I know out of loving you will flow loving others church we got to continue to get uncomfortable if we're really ready to embrace louisville if we're really ready to follow jesus to the ends of the earth if we're really ready to say yes jesus we do love you with a divine love that is dangerous then we have to be ready to get uncomfortable it means that we will be sent to places we might not want to go, to people that we might not know how to interact with, to cross boundaries, to love our neighbor, to be good news. But I believe you're ready. I just believe some of you need to hear today that God's not finished with you yet, and you just need to say yes to going deeper in that Christian journey. See, our journey is not a pristine journey. It's a journey full of failure, 
It's a journey that's sometimes lonely. As a minister, I can't tell you the times that I have felt loneliness. But I know that I continue on this journey because I love Jesus. And I want to follow him. And my prayer for you today is that you will do the same. That you will return again and again, right? That's how it works. Again and again to loving Jesus with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, your body, and your strength. And all the glory will go to God. Amen.